and we are live hi guys welcome to another episode of the nigerian sports fan podcast i'm your host david and today's episode we're gonna go over we're gonna go over all the premier league matches that happened the last weekend we almost beat liverpool but we didn't i mean if hoy had put that chance away in the last minute if um, emerson real had made better decisions if ben davis shot was just a little bit you know just a little bit down lower maybe we may have got we have gotten everything away from um anfield i mean obviously most fan, most sports fans going to that game didn't really expect a victory expect much but we're getting that obviously we're disappointed with getting we're disappointed with the result we got but either ways um i'll talk about that in today's episode i'll talk about all the other games that happened in the last weekend and um yeah and our big story today um chelsea unfortunately or fortunately whichever way you look at it have new have a new owner now in today's episode i'll be giving my thoughts on the new ownership in the big story segment so without further ado let's into this episode okay so let's start with the tottenham game um we went to anfield and we almost did the, un- the un- unexpected almost rather almost won the game basically i mean liverpool had a deflected shot basically going their way i mean the i mean it was it came off bentacos um, right foot obviously but I, I think we gave a good account of ourselves in that in that game now going to that game a lot of sports fans this is this was our um feeling right you know that there's a lingwin this is there's a win line in um the song with recross some years ago um where he's his name is john john lennon right that song and it was a line where he said um preparing for the best probably worst but uh, praying for the best yeah preparing for the worst but praying for the best that was literally what every sports fan was feeling i mean i was prepared for the worst i mean was we lose 2-1 like we've always been losing or worse than that probably even lose 3-1 or even 4-0 you know depending knowing how you know the defenders we have tend to aside romero though the usual suspects Maybe I'm a bit unfair in terms of, you know, calling that kind of result though, but it was more of like a prayer for the worst because, I mean, they're at Anfield, um, they've got Diaz in form, um, coming off the back of um, knocking out Villarreal and being in Champions League, getting to the Champions League final. So the confidence, I mean, Salah obviously chasing the golden boot on 22, go- 22 goals at the time, still at the time of writing. So everything favoured a Liverpool um, victory, probably a Liverpool, big scoreline of Liverpool's. Now, game started, I would not lie, it was dinner time and my food was getting cold. I couldn't watch that, I could not eat because, I mean, now normally I shouldn't care, I'm prepared for the worst. But for some odd reason, I'm watching sports and I really want to look out for many details. And we started really well, because everybody, now, this is the thing, eh? everybody will come up and accuse us of packing the bus. Well, I'll give my thoughts on that, let me just quickly go over the game. So we start really well, start really tight, you know, the game starts and Liverpool already, we at it, you know. On the front foot, pressing real high, um, getting the ball, creating chances, Trent spamming crosses of the box, um, Robertson getting into positions, you know, they were already doing what they had to do. And, you know, the first shot came from Manny Loris into Loris's arm. It was like, um, it, it, it fell into his arms like, um, like a kangaroo's pouch, right? <laughs> it felt like a pouch. Yeah. So, when that now it was going on, I was like, ah, when, when is the error gonna happen? Because this is listen, the thing with sports Liverpool is this Liverpool tend to have this kind of decision, these kind of games. You know, they tend to happen, those kind of weird decisions. 
maybe if it's a if it's not a penalty if it's not something it's just that and looking at um the center back our center back romero's um style of defending you know it's it's a, it's a reason why a lot of um people will be afraid that he would fall somewhere i mean i think he got sent off against Paco de ferreira earlier in the season and not just that um his style of tackling i mean the game against leicester i think the third second goal that son scored the tackles he made i mean five seconds if it was five seconds late he would have probably been sent off so the way he tackles can be very aggressive and you know it's it's knowing that Liverpool players are very fast in your quick feet and all that right so it's most fans i'm, I'm i was like yeah, is it gonna happen with him is it gonna be the one is it gonna be dire again i mean we know how dire lost his marker um, from a uh, lost Firmino last season when Spurs were at Anfield for the last minute goal, that last minute goal really hurts me. I won't like. I mean, even though I don't really expect a lot going to Liverpool, I hate a last minute um, goal. I hate it when when I concede it. It feels good when I when my team scores against another team, but I hate it because it's more of like you got punched in the face, right? And before you could punch back, the crowd already separated the fight. <laughs> That's how it feels. <laughs> it's so painful. Let me back to the game. So um, then we. We score a goal, right? We score a goal. And guess who scores? Son, that's his 20th non-penalty goal. Or that was his 20th non-penalty goal. Now, when you think about um, Salah is on penalties and Son is not on penalties and he has scored 20 goals. It's wild. It is it is wild. I don't think people understand how crazy that thing is. If you look at the position sports are in, looking at how we started the season, Look, think about how sad season, how awful we were as at November, and the fact that Son is still on 20 league goals without taking his penalties, and Kane is on penalties, obviously. And it, it depends are we going to see, because Son is chasing the golden boots, are we going to see Kane probably give up penalty duties and say, okay, Son, have the penalty? Personally, if it was up to me, I don't think I would, I would do that. I would say Kane should keep taking penalties because he's the best penalty guy in the club. If it's a if it's a if, if it's a really really strong decision, let's say if it's if it's supposed to train you up or, ex, or in a game for example, and it's a penalty, I would support it. But if it's like a one-one situation where sports need a penalty need to score that goal to win the game, I would say Kane should take it. I'm not taking those chances with some. I mean, yeah, because I've seen some take a penalty. I think a penalty against Aston Villa when sports went away um 2020 that february when he broke his arm and he took a penalty in that game i think he first the keeper was the keeper saved and so son is not really you know it, it's not really his thing but i understand you know why he's not why he's not he's not the one mckinney's clearly better but anyways in penalties rather but like 20 non-penalty goals is wild i mean it's hard to score a goal anybody who plays bonus has scored, scored 20 that's game i mean it's wild it's second top goal scorer. so uh, Back to the game. Now, Diaz scores the goal. And yes, I'm not it's not surprising that Diaz scored the equalizer, Liverpool's equalizer, because yeah, he's in form, you know, front foot, and he was always threatening from the first minute. The ball got to him, the Liverpool fans go off on their seat. But the the manner in which he scored the goal. Now, if the, if that if that didn't happen, you know, maybe we would have scored. But if my nan had wheel, she'd be a bike. So it's one of all those ifs and ifs and ifs and ifs. Let's leave that in, in the bin. The point I want to make is this, right? Um, I would really like to commend Spurs for how they really approached that game. I know everybody wants to say, um, well, let me just quickly go by the chances quickly if I talk about it. Um, so, quite a lot of chances. Um, Royale, if Royale made bad decisions, would have probably had another one. And then the last minute one is the Hoy Berg one, right? Now, people are saying she should have left with a big one. Personally, I think um, Hoy Berg should have gone for goal. I, I know he's trying to give it played back to Kane, but if you look at the header, um, 
there's a game this same weekend that this is a player who scored it. I can't remember the player. It was a header similar to that. Close to that. Was it Burnley? I can't remember the game. But a game like that in this same weekend, it was a cross like that. And it was a header. It wasn't a header straight at goal. It was a striker that came off the bench for a club this weekend. I'll remember as I keep talking. But my point here is this, right? If he has, you know, just went for goal, yes, it's ah, it's coming to me. I'm remembering the player right now. It's coming to my head. So, you know, if he had gone for a, for a goal, yes, Troy Parrot, yes, Troy Parrot, and Troy Parrot is a loanee at um, MK Dons, um, on loan from Sports at MK Dons. So, yeah, he's a sports player. So hopefully he comes back next season. Um, if he can play in the first team, obviously put him in. But if he can't, then send him on loan again to go hone his skills. So back to the game. So if anybody went to the goal, maybe we would have scored. Now this is another thing I want to highlight. Whenever we've gone to Anfield, a lot of our key chances tend to fall on the unlikely goal scorers. Sissoko in 20, is it 2018 when Spurs lost 2-1. wine last season, and now you know um, Hoybier, who is not, and Hoybier hit the bar earlier. You know when he was still Nino. So, you know, if, if that had fallen to Kulusevsky, obviously, would have go, Son, Joaquin would have go. But this shows that it's, it's probably because Liverpool probably shackled, probably took note of those guys and probably um, focused attention on them and then tried to just let this unlikely ones get the chances. And that's what we what happened. Then it's is good defending Liverpool. But back to the game now. So the game's over 1-1. But the, the reaction to the game from fans in general apart from liverpool fans and the media every other football fan were like you know good game i mean a lot of my friends who are non source fans were like good game sports tactically were good and everything right but liverpool fans and the media in general they are like nah is it because this this game could potentially ruin the quadruple um stories they probably prepared i mean listen there's a bias, you know, um, towards Liverpool. Is it towards Liverpool? There's a bias, right? A lot of people in the media, they're on Liverpool side, right? So they do not. They, it's very obvious. I mean, there's an article from Telegraph. Was it Luke Edwards? I saw one where he, the headline, when Man City were close to the quadruple some years ago, they had, were still in all competitions at the time, and then he said it would be bad for football. And then fast forward now, he's saying every neutral is about Liverpool for. The quadruple. I mean, even I think I was watching Talk Sport this morning. Um, Tony Cascarino was like, Listen, there are a lot of Liverpool fans in the media. He has been there for 22 years and he has seen that, yes, there are Liverpool fans in the media. So it's not a surprise that they love bad. I mean, I remember even 2019 20 season when Liverpool were like 20 points clear during the lockdown. Yes, I know Liverpool were going to win the league anyways, but at the time, everybody were like, The season has to be finished, nailed down to say, Yes, as long as there's a, there's a 0.001 chance. Of it not happening, we have to eliminate that chance. I mean, you started seeing people in the media saying they should give up the title, just end the season, give up the title. No, we have to end the season. We have to, if probably for another club, they probably wouldn't have had that kind of narrative. But this is just what we're seeing, you know. And the fact that everybody came out, and this is not to make me understand that a lot of Liverpool fans probably don't even understand football in general, it makes me think they don't, you know, or they're just hypocrites. You know, a lot of football fans came out and said, Oh, um, Liverpool have to. No, sorry. They were like, oh, Spurs packed the bus in the game. They packed the bus. Um, they came into the game. We had a game plan, not wanting to win. Um, so I want to address two points in that game. So they said they packed the bus and Spurs came to the game, not wanting to win. That's wrong. Because Spurs had... Now, Liverpool in the game, I think Spurs had and Liverpool had about the same, if not the same shots on target. So if Liverpool were as good as you guys thought they were, you know, why did they have the same shots on target? Yeah, Liverpool had more shots on Of course. I mean, if you want to talk about the possession thing, uh, yeah, 
this club was obviously complaining about saying he can't coach the possession was saying, oh, I don't understand this. 2019 Champions League final, Liverpool had the less possession. Yeah, Liverpool fans say, oh, um, it's a different game. No, it's not. Because if you're going to come here and complain about another team playing, playing um, saying that um, there's no point having possession when you're not going to use it. You have to do with the ball most you can when you have it. It's not about having the ball for 100% of the time. It's about knowing what you, when you have the ball, what do you do with it? And clearly, it looks like Spurs were more effective with the ball between the both sides because Spurs created better chances. I mean, their XG was even better than Liverpool's. I mean, if you check it. So, it means Spurs created better big chances than Liverpool in that game. So, yes, possession-wise, if you looked at the game, it looked at like Liverpool. But if you really look at Liverpool, Liverpool were not really hammering Spurs. Spurs were really in control of that game. To an extent, Liverpool's game goal was obviously ricochet and Spurs' goals were well works. I mean, there are multiple chances that Spurs had that if they had better strength making, they would have scored, right? I kept observing something too. The goal setting on scored in, scored from, right? That's position. Do you know Spurs had other chances in that same space? So, Mr. Trent, that is Trent's position in behind, yeah? So, they were, Spurs were always having spaces in that spot. Yes, if we had better, going back to the game, if we had better wing backs, a lot of these games would be easier. That's why I said, for me, Spurs have to really invest in the wing backs because that game. I'm sounding like a broken record now with the wing back team, but it's just obvious because that game clearly they forced Liverpool out wide and Liverpool were spamming crosses and Spurs were able to deal with it really well. I mean, there was a, there was a header from Romero. I mean, that was admirable, man. He threw himself literally at the ball, <laughs> you know, he headed it out. But this is not about Liverpool, right? Liverpool complained about this, and even in the one in the game against Spurs when Liverpool came to, to White, White Hartling at the time or the stadium at the time, Liverpool won 2 1, right? Liverpool had lesser possession. Pochettino was team manager. Sports went. Liverpool had lesser possession. So what exactly is the point? Is it that they're just frustrated that they've not that Man City have effectively they've they, they lost um, a yard on Man City? Is it lost a yard? Probably they opened the door on Man City to really overtake them because during that game, game put them eleven points with Man City. So yeah, and it's just that. And then the second point they were talking about is oh, Sports came into this game needing a win against um, Liverpool to. Um, Living the winning Liverpool, right, for their top four hopes, and now they didn't win, they got a draw. You know, that how can a normal human being tell me that? Um, and even when you told, I can never even tell me that zero is greater than one because that's what a lot of Liverpool fans are saying. One point is one point gained, right? So it was five points before on us. No, at the time before the game, it was two points, now it became one behind Arsenal, right? So even if Arsenal had won against Leeds at the time of um, the game, at the time of um, com- of tweeting. It would, have, it would just be four, it would just be four points now, not five instead, right? So it means the door was open. The door is opened. There's a chance to. St- it, it's a point gained, right? I'm saying a lot of, and then you hear a lot of people saying stuff like, "Listen, um, sports needed to win the game. They should have opened." It is so asinine debating with these people. You know, I mean, sorry, this was they sound really asinine with a lot of the points they made. They were so asinine. The points they made were very asinine, right? You know, you would. Open your mouth and say sports should go out. I mean, going to Anfield, you know it's suicidal. They want a to open up. Oh, let them open up so you guys can score six, like you scored against Leeds, or you can score. Somebody said uh, Watford showed more um, attacking intent when they came to Liverpool. Yes, Watford lost five nil, dumbass. <laughs> I'm not sorry for calling you dumbass, but that's just the truth. I mean, it makes no sense. And then them trying to push narrative that oh. Um, um, a sports near three points, and now Arsenal are gonna stay. And you could feel the, the tears in the tweets, right? One was saying, You guys should enjoy Europa League next season. Well, okay, it's a competition. And listen, the sports not getting Champions League is not because they drew against Liverpool, it is because sports lost to Burnley, lost to 
lost to um, um, Wolves, lost to Southampton, drew against Southampton also um, in December. Lo- these are four games, right? That sports could have used to really steal a match and even be out of us now. Brighton too, right? Brentford. These are games that sports had won even prior to this game. Against Brighton and Brentford, these two games, Spurs were ahead of Arsenal at the time of those games, right? And Spurs lost to Brighton, drew to Burnley, drew to um, Brentford. That is why Spurs won't make... If, if Spurs don't make... Those are the reasons why Spurs didn't make... It's not because they drew at Anfield. And now someone... I'm, I can't believe I'm trying to explain to somebody that one is greater than zero. It's better you got one point at, at Liverpool against zero. And then they tell you, oh, um... Um, sports near three points, they should have opened up. A, oh, come on, man, go on and attack. They did, they came to attack. They, their game plan was there. And right now, I won't talk about this. This mentality of the right way of playing football and not the right way of playing There is no right way to play football. There's only one way. You know, the game of a football match is to win. How you do it is up to you. That's the, there's a reason why I actually like Burnley. I do not hate Burnley. I never understood the hatred towards them. I only dislike Burnley they are facing my team and their frustration to play, right? But in all general, I'm not going to come here and say they are not playing the right way. It was haram football. It is ridiculous to say that. There's no one way to play football. Your aim is, the aim of football, whoever wins the game is the team that comes with the superior um, game, right? If you can't win with this style, find a way. It was normal that you would not get more possession than Liverpool at Anfield. It is common sense. Even man, even when Liverpool played against Man City, Liverpool played counter-attacking football against Man City when they went to the ITIT IT for goodness sake. <laughs> I don't even understand the hypocrisy. I don't even understand their hypocrisy here. Then again, the saltiness that they've lost totally. They've lost the effectively um a slip means that you know Man City could win because the standards both of them set for themselves. Where if one drew a game, it's it felt like a bad result because it meant the other one was gonna steal a match and then was gonna steal a match and and you know it's and it's probably what then it's probably what happened, you know, because um, Man City won their game five 0 against Newcastle, right? And then obviously, <laughs> Man City won their game five against Newcastle. Um, now Newcastle going to this game. Newcastle playing, are playing Arsenal next, obviously. Okay, we should go Yeah. So Man City had this game. Now Newcastle had chances, and Newcastle were not really as bad as the goals um, Man City scored. Where as in yes, five 0 Will I say they flattered? Will I say the result flattered Man City? Flattered? Was it flattering? Because if you look at people, like, uh, you know, yeah, they go hammer. No, it's nothing really like that. You know, it's more of like Man City just being more superior. I know Man City have been the better side, yes, but you know, it's looking like it was just five new. Oh, they played against um, a Watford or a Norwich who were just completely bad. It wasn't that kind of five nil. You know, and Man City were clearly better and their chances created and just took their chances and you know, on the day, Grealish, I think Grealish had like two assists. Um, Sterling scored, Laporte scored. I mean, the goal Laporte scored, it was like it was a shot from Silva, right? Then Dubravka dropped it, and then he fell to. Um, it was a player kicked it, and then he touched um, Roger and um, sorry Laporte, and Laporte scored. Then Roger headed, scored a header, a corner kick, and a header in the near post. Poor defending. Then the. So if you look at the goals, even the goal from um, it was a cross, right? To Laporte, Laporte headed it across, and then you know into the net. And then um, Sterling heads it in. So it, it wasn't really like they were better, and then yes, they were better, obviously. But it's not like they were better, and then they just tore them out into shreds without giving them. No, it wasn't that kind of defeat. And you know, but but that's just it, man. So Liverpool, Man City, there are three points out of Liverpool now. Obviously, a better goal difference now because Liverpool had the better goal. I think their goal difference was, I think, they were one more ahead of Man City, and Man City scoring five. Man City are four ahead. Three points ahead. So now Man City have the the initial the it's now in their court now to keep going. 
right? They can slip up. You know, Man City obviously in the fixtures. I sort of had a feeling that Spurs were the ones that were running through that were running over Liverpool's parade. I sort of had that feeling. In when I look at the run of the fixture, I was like I sort of had that feeling that is the game Liverpool are going to drop points. And he ended up being the one. And check this out: Spurs are the only team in the league that haven't lost to Liverpool. That didn't haven't lost to Liverpool Man City this season. Or didn't lose to Liverpool Man City. And then we lost um, against United over the two legs. It's, it's weird. It's ridiculous. But that's the most Spursy thing you would see this season. Anyways, um, quickly before I go to the um, other game, I think listen in general with the Spurs game, in this kind of game, in this kind of games, it's common sense that teams would you know. Um, use the style that works. So going against Man City, Liverpool fans applauded Spurs getting points in those in those games, right? Because it favoured them. I'm sorry, but if it's if it's on yours, if it's against you, can't really complain if you applauded it. I mean, it's just it's football. Use your style of play, and then and Spurs were not as as negative as people were trying to imply. It was a form. It was a style of play. It was a game plan. They came in and executed perfectly. Yes, you would have a style you use against the big team, and you have a style you use against other teams. It's normal. Yes, Spurs are having issues currently breaking down smaller teams, but these issues will be fixed in the summer. I mean, the Brentford game was a perfect example. Um, Burnley away, you know, all these games as games that Spurs should be winning, but they didn't win. Why? Because recruitment. So in the summer, better fullbacks, better wing backs. Someone like if you get someone like Kostic on left wing back or Perisic on left wing back position, and get another quality right wing back in the summer or two right wing back in the summer. You're good, you know. Is is you at that point the problem is effectively fixed. Yes, but you have to do some other business in the defense and other areas. But Conte has done enough, you know, for me to show that. Listen, in the summer, if you do the transfer business for him, that he knew the players he needs, you know, if he's able to do it with this, then surely it's gonna be very very splendid. It's gonna be a very good good um window, very good um, manager appointment. But still, yeah, let's go to the Arsenal game. Now, Arsenal beating Leeds. Now, if going to this game, honestly, I didn't really expect Leeds to do anything against Arsenal. Listen, I want to make this clear. Yes, I made some points that only West Ham rode over for Arsenal. Yeah, obviously, more. Listen, I'm not going to come here and accuse us, um, United, um, Chelsea, West Ham, of not helping us. You know, why should they help us? I mean, they're playing their game, right? So, us. Why should they? They're not that because saying that they should help sports is like saying, um, I didn't do what I'm supposed to do, right? Someone should help me do my chore. I mean, sports had the chances to be ahead. If we lost to Brighton and we drew to Brentford, we dropped points in those games, and that's now, you know, gained points in those in their own games. So, if you're gonna, if you're gonna tell me that, listen, oh, sports. Um, no, it's not. Do your business, and you don't have to worry about anybody else. And we didn't do that. So we are hoping that other teams do. Now we're not putting. We're putting hopes on. Listen, we're hoping that oh, um, Everton and Newcastle help us out. Surely we. Sure, we have a game against. Um, the North London Derby is very key. Coming to the weekend, in, sorry, on the 12th of May on Thursday, it's very key. It's probably is the decider I am up. You know, because like, listen. Um, I don't, I don't, it's going to be, I'm, I don't want, we better not lose that game, we better, we have to, we, listen, this is a must win game, this is probably the biggest game of the season, listen, normally the top four race, I wouldn't really care, because I don't really put, I never, remember, if you listen to my episodes all, all season, I've always been saying, I don't think we will finish top four, right, but it would really annoy me if, you know, if Arsenal, if Arsenal got it, at the expense of sports and because if Arsenal win on Thursday they get top four effectively already it's sorted already right because mathematically sports can catch them so that should be enough motivation for sports players to really say listen we have to go into this game with everything we have to throw our body into this game 
even if we do not meet up, we can't allow us to get top four at our expense, especially on our own grounds. Spurs really have to go at that game with every single um, thread in their vein. vein. Spurs really have to go into that game. We have to win that game. Listen, this is not a joke. We have to win that game on Thursday. Yeah. So, like I said, hoping, putting hope on Leeds to win this game for us was ridiculous because I didn't really expect Leeds to win this game. I won't lie. And Messier in the early minutes, yes, gifted and Ketia a goal. Um, then Ketia scored the second. Ketia has been on fire. I mean, Arsenal have literally solved their striker issue already in the last two, three matches with the unlikeliest of persons, Ketia. And um, probably he's found his own. And kudos to him for you know coming back from the. I mean, I know a lot of Arsenal fans personally who always trashed him, trashed Ketia, you know, made fun of him, talked about him being a bad striker and all that. Right, but check this out. You know, he has found his feet. He has been so kudos to him. I will always respect anybody who is able to come back from that and that low of low part. And he scored against Leeds and he didn't celebrate. He scored the second one, he celebrated. Now, Arsenal were not really fantastic against Leeds. I think if Leeds had, if Leeds were really on their game and they really didn't, let's say they had early capitulation and they didn't get a red card against Alien because they got they got one goal later, two one. And maybe they had 11 men, maybe it would have been different. But if Arsenal were really struggling against them all game, so I, you know, that, that, that for me was just was just it, man. Arsenal were struggling against them all game. You know, yes, they scored two, scored two quite early, and then they just were able to just see out the game. And Leeds having 10 men sort of made it easier for them. I know a lot of Arsenal fans were really shivering in their seats when they were watching Leeds really got them. <laughs> yeah. But listen, like I said, um, North London Derby this Thursday, it's very interesting, very key. It is, it doesn't get bigger. I know, yes, sports win, sports go a point behind Arsenal, and then sports have to win their other games. Now, sports have to win all their games. Listen, I said if sports do not win all their games from the Brighton games, sports, let's say, even if they didn't win against Liverpool, even if they drew against Liverpool, even if they drew against Liverpool, right? If sports didn't win all their games, you know, maybe they don't deserve it and truly they haven't won the game they should be winning and Arsenal ahead of sports not because Arsenal were better in general I would say Arsenal have won against sports haven't won they won they beat United sports lost against United over two legs they beat Chelsea sports lost against Chelsea over two legs they beat West Ham at, at um, West Ham Stadium sports lost to West Ham at that stadium so if you you know Arsenal won games sports didn't win Sports that, even if sports had lost, sports that made up for it in other games, sports had chances to make up for it. So I'm not really going to come here and say seems we're running fast now. So now it's fingers crossed, hoping that not new that sports let's say only that sports win their remaining three matches, and Arsenal lose their remaining three matches. That's what sports fans are hoping for right now, and that's what my, I'm hoping for. I mean, even if that was not the stake, even if the stake were not this high, I would want, I would still want Arsenal to lose their remaining three matches. So <laughs> common sense, man. Anyways, let's go to the next game. Um, Leicester Everton now. Everton have Everton uh, they won this game, so they're able to get a relegation zone on Saturday um, by winning this game against Leicester. And Leicester, um, they're a very weird team. You know, Leicester, I don't know what's wrong with them, right? They look okay. They look like they should be doing better than where they are, but they're not really doing as good as they should. Obviously, people have reservations about Rogers and him being, you know, a bottle quote. I mean, remember Everton has a bottle top four multiple times in the last two, three seasons. You know, even when they when the driving seat. So it's you know it's it's uh, Leicester doing that and then Leicester losing at home to Everton. Yes, they lost Everton last season at home, one nil. Holgate scoring the winner and Holgate scoring the winner again. Good goal from Everton's left back, left um, left full back. So Everton all relegation and Leeds have dropped in by losing to Arsenal. Leeds dropped in the relegation zone. Now there's a bit of history between Lampard and Leeds going as far back as his Derby County days. I think the Spygate issue and then entered the Premier League when Bielsa was the manager and then Chelsea won. So there was always this rivalry there. And if Everton, you know, when Everton effectively sent Leeds down, 
you know it will be really it will be really something that liverpool fa- um if I said Leeds down by staying up, it's something that Leeds fans would ever Lampard would probably enjoy it inside because like listen, it has like a rivalry with them. <laughs> yeah, good result for Everton. Um, I think ever now I didn't expect Leeds to drop because at the time when I was recording most of my previous episodes in the past few weeks, I was thinking Leeds were fine. I mean they were winning games, they were drawing games, they were drawing, so they looked fine. And now they just found it. I mean it's a disgrace with how they approached the Arsenal game and how early they were able to just throw that game away. But you know it is what it is. Yeah, kudos to Everton for winning for their for their win and and Burnley Burnley lost their game so Everton were able to catch up with Burnley. Burnley lost at home to Aston Villa, um three one to Aston Villa and that's Gerald's second win in the last seven or six matches because he had one because he was in losing run for he won the last weekend and won again so Everton Aston Villa are fine and Burnley ah, losing their game. I don't think Burnley will go down. I think they will be fine. You know, but suppose we still have to beat Burnley next weekend. We still have to because after we play um, Arsenal, we play Burnley. We have to beat Burnley. Burnley's the stakes are very high for Burnley, but we shouldn't really care. I think I think um, one of all those teams would do them. I don't know how it's gonna go, but suppose we have to beat Burnley. We have to win their many matches. We have to win all our three games. Three games. We have to win all of them. We have another chance to do it. We have to win all our three games and see what happens. But it's what it is. Um, yeah. We we'll go to the um. Um, Brighton my United game and I won't talk about I won't dwell on this one a bit because I think United they've been really they've been a bit they've been a disgrace this season and it's amazing how I do not understand the logic of United right so if you sacked Mourinho 2018 you know you appoint Oli I mean you effectively wasted three years trying to prove that Mourinho was wrong right because in my opinion listen I think um, United should have really said listen we are not. Um, we don't have time for this. Be interim, Oli, bye bye. You can't do this job. And they kept Oli in. Spent a lot of money, and now he's not the right man for the job. So they've lost a lot of time. And the point was them thinking that if they get Ronaldo, that getting Ronaldo would just make everything kumbaya, you know. And it's not the case. And, and they were they were well beaten by Brighton. It was a disgrace. I mean, on paper, anywhere in the world. Five years ago, if you put on paper that listen, Brighton are going to beat United 4-0, they will think they will call you crazy. That's how ridiculous that scoreline is. Yes, I know Bright United have had some awful scoreline over the year. I think they lost 4-0 to West Ham back in the FA in the League Cup some years ago. I think I remember Spector. I was in secondary school at the time, so like 2008 or 2009. Spect- I remember Spector scoring in that game. It was West Ham beating United 4-0. Still, but that was just a resource that rarely happened. But this is a regular occurrence. They've lost 4-0 now. They lost 4-1 to Watford earlier in the season. Don't forget that. They lost 4-1 to Watford, right? So it's not it's, it's not like it's something that we're surprised by again. But the reaction by Ronaldo was just really funny. And the other thing I want to quickly highlight is this, right? The Ronaldo versus Messi argument. I've observed some media publications, medias tend to have the one that they favor. I've observed um, ESPN's tweets and BR Sports tweets. I've observed some of their tweets and it looks like BR Sports tend to lean towards Ronaldo and it looks like um, ESPN tends to lean towards Messi. So they're reporting on each of the players, you know, tends to favor some, favor each of them and it's fine though. I mean, it's it's, it's normal. I mean, easily, <laughs> it's, I'm not surprised it's normal. But still, I see otherwise, but that's probably what I've observed. I mean, I think going United lost 4-0 and then the picture was um, uh, United lose 4-0 to Brentford, to Brighton and then the picture was um, the years. And then when it was Messi who lost and Bell Sports, when it was PSG who lost, I think it was it Brest or something, they lost 3-1 and then Bell Sports put Messi in the front of the picture. You know, if it was, it was ESPN, it's probably be the other way around. If United lose, they'll put around the, you know, it's more of like, you know, the 
ESPN tends to really do that. I understand, you know, everybody has one that they support. Everybody leans towards one way or the other, so it's not really a surprise. But good result for Brighton. Um, Brighton doing the business, staying safe again, obviously. And the 4 0 was a very good victory. I mean, it's not like Brighton were lucky, they were really good. Kukurea, that's a player to look out for. And a lot, and even when he was signed by Brighton in the summer, a lot of fans did say, wow, this is a major coup. Yeah, they signed from Getafe. I think Kukurea is from the La Masia. Signing from Getafe, and it was really good. And him playing so, and this summer is going to be a lot of suitors. And um, will I say Brighton's style of play tends to favor fullbacks? There's always a fullback, or there's a fullback every season, or there's one player. So last season it was Lamptey, and now this season it's um, Kukurea. Man, we don't know. Lamptey has, I think he, was, he has an injury, so I don't even see injured. So it's going to be interesting if you know if Lamptey returns, if he'll be that same guy. But this summer Kukurea is going to have a lot of suitors this summer, and Brighton will be licking their lips at raising the price. I mean, look at how much they got for Ben White. You know, so look at how much they they are they're calling to for um Basuma. Basuma is another player who I think Spurs should try to get. I mean, he was also good in that game against United. And then Moises Casado, obviously, don't remember. Let me remind you, Moises Casado was linked to United. Uh, Brighton got him over United, so it's there's a kind of mini history in, in that in that player <laughs> in between the two clubs when it comes to that player. Yeah, and then the next game here, that four 0 victory was with for West Ham over Norwich City. Norwich City game relegated, they're already relegated, and um, you know they have nothing to play for again. So West Ham going there and scoring four, and Antonio scoring again. The last time Antonio was here, he scored four goals. The hat trick. I remember that game very well. I watched that game. Twenty, the last that was 2019-20 season when uh, Norwich went down. I think at that time they were already down, or was it that game of secure relegation? Either way, it wasn't a surprise that West Ham won. And Gary, and Bowen, Bowen getting nine assists. That's his personal high assist that was his ninth assist in the game so it was a good um good good result for West Ham West Ham winning four you so West Ham are fine and then Brentford with Southampton Brentford pulling three past Southampton Ericsson's appearance in the team so Brentford lost three 0 to United last on Monday and then last Monday and then they bounced back to cancel out the three nil the three nil uh, scoreline so good results and Ericsson look good to see Ericsson playing football and happy again yeah Crystal Palace versus Watford Watford are down that game effectively secured the relegation, and Roy Hudson was actually smiling with Crystal Palace. That was quite funny. Penalty from Zaha, and a lot of uh, listen. I think Roy Hudson said, "If you're not a football fan, if you're a football fan and you believe they were going to stay up, I mean, you, you have to be joking." I'm sure Watford knew that. Now, do they have players that um, teams can poach? We'll see. Um, a lot of persons. I don't know if the, the thoughts on Ismaila Sa. is somebody. I don't know if he can play as a wing back. Small attack. I don't think he can play as a wing back, but it looks like someone that should could be able to. I don't know, but I I would see. But as a right rear winger, you know, has been really good for 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 um, Watford, you know, and yeah. So I'm just looking at players who I think sports could or should could get for from all these clubs. Um, Dennis, there are players that I think they will, even if Watford go down, they will still get suitors. I think Emmanuel Dennis has done enough to probably get suitors um the right winger sa like i mentioned just now sa looks like he would other than that if you go around their squad they don't really have a lot it's probably those two guys and that's probably what ex- the reason why they are they are going down maybe they had too many bad players and and just not enough quality to be able to stay up they had just two and those two they, they couldn't do it alone and that's just what happened crystal palace vera again i'm happy for vera i'm very happy for vera for obvious reasons, I mean, skin color is one thing. It's not because I'm not somebody who likes affirmative action, but I always talk about um, Ismaila. And why I'm talking about this is right. He must a right. Um, the player in question, right? Um, sorry, Vera as a manager. 
is I've said it before and I said him him performing well as manager for Crystal Palace is doing a lot of good work for other potential black managers who could have a chance. Listen, I know people would say um, I know we don't want to wish that this thing is done it, but I have to be honest, it's kind of hard to disagree. You know, yes, I know you're getting some merit and get it. I agree. You should get a job. Listen, I'm always 100 percent listen that listen, if Vera if he was doing bad, I would not be against him getting sacked. But I'm saying that listen, it's more of like if if you don't if you get if you get a chance, you have to really use it very well because you opening the door because Vera is basically is it the first because Nuno was married, but over the years, you know, for someone like Vera looking at him, he's like the person who's opening the door, right? By opening the door, he has to keep it open for others. That's my point. So if other managers come in, I'm not saying they would use Vera's pedigree, but they'll probably say, okay, maybe, you know, we can listen. Maybe there's a chance. The PR, the PR for it would be good. And listen, if there's a bad uh, manager who happens to be black, I would call for him to be sacked. So I'm not going to come here and say, oh, just because you're black, you, you should get a job. Things don't work like that. That's just... That's just me. But anyways, I'm happy for Vieira. Um, they've stayed up. F- FA Cup semi this season. So it was a good season for Crystal Palace. Especially when you look at how a lot of persons predicted Crystal Palace will finish. I mean, uh, prior to this season starting, they had a very old squad. They lost Roy Hudson. Um, so they effectively had to sell a lot of players in the summer. And now, looking at how they bounce back, it's really good, good, um, good season for them. They could make good signings, you know, Guehi, Anderson, and then bringing in Vieira, played a really nice brand of football, you know, and then got the goals they needed. I'm, I'm happy for, I'm very happy for Crystal Palace. I'm really happy for them. Sort of have a soft spot for them, even though they, are, they should be London rivals with sports, but I don't really look at them as that. Not because, not like I, because I look at my lesser team, but they are a London team that I have a soft spot for, you know, just probably for that reason. Just like I have a soft spot for some other teams, maybe like, um, I don't know, maybe um, some other teams in Premier League. I can't remember one. Like Burnley, for example. Now, do I like Burnley, sort of? Not exactly. I have a soft spot for them. I appreciate their presence, I appreciate their style of play, but even though if, we, if sports face those teams, I want sports to win, obviously, and that's just it. And then the last game on my list, we've got Chelsea versus Wolves, and Chelsea's new owner was in the stands watching. And we're talking about his owner, their, their new owner in the Big Story segment. Yeah, and Chelsea drew 2-2. Two, two. Where two goes up, Lukaku scored two, one, one um, for the penalty spot, and the other, um, really nice goal. Then, then the caller is 2-2, two, two, and the last minute goal, took from Cody, yeah, score is for... For Wolves, you know, and and listen, listen. I, I think the penalty was even caused by size from man size. So you know, Wolves, Wolves give on themselves and going away and and Chelsea by drawing that game, they have actually opened the door to losing third place, third place because Arsenal won. So by Arsenal winning, Chelsea became um, Arsenal. Arsenal won their game. So um, I think it was close to like a point. It was close to like a point difference. So. so yeah, a point difference. And now Spurs winning. Spurs didn't win their game, obviously. But Spurs is not, it's not like a, I think it's five points between Spurs and Chelsea, if I'm not mistaken. Five points, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's five points. So it's not really a good result for Chelsea. It's not really a good result for Chelsea. I mean, it's a game the team they should have won to secure third. And it's funny how I predicted Chelsea to win the league at first. I am very happy that my prediction, I'm very happy my prediction didn't come true. I'm very, very happy. Because what I was predicting it, I was like, I wish it doesn't happen. But it was hard for me to swallow. But thank God. That they did not, they didn't win the tango. That that didn't come true. <laughs> tango it didn't come to fruition. <laughs> yeah, but a two to draw, bad result for Chelsea. Good result for Wolves. I mean, Wolves um, considering their position in the league, looking fine. I, I think it's it's a good result for Wolves and um, bad result for Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea got knocked out of Champions League and now coming to draw this game. Yeah, it's not really a good good showing. Was it? Yeah, it's not really a good showing. So their 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 eyes are turned to the. 
Champions to the um, Champions the, sorry the FA Cup game final against Liverpool and it's funny it would be really cool I won't say this before I go to my that's my big story but it would be really funny if Liverpool ends up winning just one trophy which is the League Cup it would be really funny not because I um, I'm joking but the point is this right looking at this this is the reason why I'm saying this the media hyped up Liverpool to like they were like the second coming of of Christ oh they're gonna they're gonna the quadruple I mean remember I spoke earlier about how the media reporting. So then when you, after being big job to do that and then we won, I mean it's gonna be top tier banter. Let's be real, it's gonna be top tier banter. <laughs> banter. Yeah, but that's done with the um, football roundup side. Let's go to the big story part and let's really talk about Chelsea's um, new owner and the new ownership and I'll give some thoughts on it and then we went to this episode. So I'll see you on that part of the show. On the part of the show. Okay, we're going to have a big story today, and our big story is this, Chelsea have a new owner. Now, Chelsea's new owner, who's he? Todd, Todd Bowley. He was in attendance in the game against um, um, Wolves, the 2-2 draw against Wolves. And it, it was like, I was on, sun, on sunglasses, I think some light t-sh- um, a t-shirt, right? I think it was the sleeved one, with, I, think, I didn't really take note of it, but it was on shades. Probably a sunny day in, at the time when he was watching the game. So, their new owner, who is he? Ted Bowley is an American um, businessman, um, an immigrant. So the surname is actually German, so it means the grandparents are German, migrated to America, um, background went to uni, went to school in America, uni went to London School of Economics. So what is he's worth 4.5 billion dollars, and um, he's almost he's half that's about half of what Abramovich was worth. Abramovich was worth 8.7, so I mean almost half. Yeah, plus or minus almost half of what Amarillo was worth. Now, why is this um, spending key? This this figure key? It's it's highlighting the fact that you know there's a bit of the drop off in wealth of the owners and the ownership, and probably it's going to affect how much the owner could probably pump into the club. If you look at how the drop off in what the owners could command, and his team is called his, his business is called um, Eldridge, right? The CEO and co-founder of Eldridge Industries, and Eldridge Industries they are like an, a private investment company. So they invest in companies. So they invest in companies, a small company, they invest in it, and when the company grows, they come on. But there's a thing, right? Um, investment companies as owners of football clubs, would they really have the same level of um, the way they spend? Let's say the way they spend for other clubs, the way um, the way the way average spend for Chelsea. You, I don't think you get that for him from bowling, not because um, just he's a business person. So the way they will approach the club will be different from the way I promise you. I promise you probably handle Chelsea like his plaything, right? When I mean plaything, I don't mean it in a degree way. I mean like it's his club that he handled or he had a lot of things. It was like his favorite club. He liked them, but this guy is gonna approach it probably like his business, and that's probably what you see with the difference between the both clubs. I personally, you know. I think this is not. I, I I'm not saying it's a bad news for Chelsea, but I don't really think. I wait and see though. But if I hope it's. I hope. I listen. I genuinely hope it's bad news for Chelsea. <laughs> I genuinely hope that the guy is stingy. Not in. in I, I mean a lot more frugal. I hope that Chelsea do not go out and sign the way they always sign. I mean think about this right. Chelsea would have a buzz and then they'll go in the summer, spend 200, 300 million pounds, and then go into the next season and then go out and all that assault. I mean it's gonna be good for them to really step back down. And be run the way other clubs are run. I'm talking about <laughs> the way other clubs are run. <laughs> Just kidding though. But it's it's not really a bad um but but when Chelsea were close to I mean last episode I really mentioned about Chelsea um having to um need having to need new owners, needing to have a takeover before 31st of May, because if they hadn't had a takeover before 31st of May, 
um, it would have been a bad news for them because their ownership would have, um, I mean, their license because they had to renew their license on the 1st of May. And if there's no owner, they don't really. So we have a figure next season, and it's a good, it's a good, good um, thing that Chelsea have been taking over. However, um, I think that's always a really bad thing in quotes, depending on how you look at it. But the way Chelsea are run, and this is one thing I have to highlight too, the way Chelsea are run, their books are quite balanced, if you ask me. They can generate money because looking at how they ran business when they were tra- they had a transfer ban, they were still able to get. They were still able to. Ha- yes, the academy products obviously the loan were raw, and yes, they you know. But if you ask me, I think Chelsea, you know, they have enough because because when the academy players came up, like, oh, they had academy players that are first team ready. What does that mean? They can generate funds from players that, because they generated money from um, Jeremy Boga, who was having a good season at Sassuolo at the time last season. So they can generate money if they want to, you know. And the academy is quite good. They have good players in the academy. Good players coming through. I mean, they have Brozier. Brozier is on loan at Southampton, so that's one player that could be ready. They have Liveramento, whom they saw. I think they have a buyback clause on him. So Chelsea are producing really good players from the academy. So it's not really, it's not like it's bad news completely because they will have Jeremy. But it's just that I don't think they will to compete for those players that they used to compete for with this ownership. We'll see about that. We'll see if he's like if he like. But private investment company. Um, somebody who owns that kind of company, their mindset is going to be different from someone like Abramovich who has a, you know, it's going to be very different, and that's just why this whole um, thing for me is a bit, you know, different. Yeah, but um, I don't wish Chelsea good luck, like you all know. I don't like Chelsea. Everybody knows that. I don't like Chelsea like us. Everybody knows that. So I'm not wishing them good luck. <laughs> yeah, and I think before I go on to touch on one thing, I want to touch on one thing quickly. It's um, I know I spoke about it in the Liverpool when I spoke about the Liverpool game, but I really want to talk about it before I go. It's the um, approach to football by a lot of football fans, and I want to talk about this because I've observed some. Everybody's like the right way, what's done the right way, playing football the right way. Okay, I will say this again. I will reiterate it. There is no right way to play football. There's only one way, and the way to win, the way to play football is to score, put the ball in the back of the net. How you do it is up to you. I mean, if you give two, if you drew a maze and give two children, saying, "Oh, I want you to get to the end of this maze, whichever way you want to." I mean, in familiar algorithm, right? They would approach it differently because they have different brains and they would draw the lines differently. Are you as a teacher going to say, listen, this is the right way, this is not the right way, yours is irrelevant? No, it's not because the aim was to get to the end of the Now, if somebody wants to defend for 90 minutes and say they don't want the ball, that is a style of football. If they, don't, if they want to play like that, it is not anti-football. It is not haram as people are saying. They are playing football. Anti-football, anti right means that you're not playing football. Anti, you don't like football, right? They are playing football. So what are you doing? And then Klopp's comments... You know, where he said um, he doesn't understand sports, sports have world-class players. Sports don't have world-class players, please, Klopp. Stop pushing this narrative, please. They do not have world-class players, I'm sorry. Um, Atletico Madrid, why did they choose to play like this? They choose to play like this because it is their strength, okay? Do you want them to open up and then get trans 5 new? No, it is their strength. They have successfully... They have. Atletico Madrid have been successful for a... Like, I even spoke about this in, when I spoke about this some games ago. After... I look at my played against Manchester in Champions League, Champions League um, game. I was like, listen, I look at Madrid. They broke a duopoly playing like this. If this is what is going, you you don't have the right to tell them that they should not play like this anymore. Why? Did you please you? I mean, what is the end? Well, let me tell you something, right? If sports are going to Liverpool and then said, let's open up, and then they lose five nil, and they lose four nil, and then the media would bash them and say, oh, this is what they are about. You know, this is the club. They had the stakes were high. I mean, I still can't believe I'm trying to explain to people that one is better than zero. One point is better than zero points. I think I'm trying to explain this to people. People don't understand. 
or they just oh they're Liverpool fans. I forgot it's the bias. Well, it's just weird how because listen, I remember um, Mourinho saying you know, some years ago, right? That Champions League game against Barcelona, and a lot of fans were like, when um, Liverpool, sorry, um, Mourinho knocked out Barcelona, and people were like upset, you know, because it was because of the manner how they in quote packed the bus for 90 minutes. Liverpool, let me tell you something, right? They had a red card pretty early, ten men already. Um, was it? I forgot who got sent off. You're, got, you're playing against the best Barcelona side of all time. I won't say they are the best, but one of the best, one of the best teams of all time, right? In terms of balance, proper. They had prime. They are prime. The best. You can't get the ball of that midfield. You can't get the ball of that midfield. You can't get the ball of them. And then you're telling me that they should open up against them. Why? To please you. And then it's, it's just. I think the other thing is this, right? A lot of football fans want to see goals, and when they are not seeing that. They tend to be offended at the team who's not um, open. Like, for example, there's a reason why it, I, remember, I remember when I mentioned, I said somebody was saying that Watford showed more attacking intent than sports, even though Watford lost 5 0. And this is another thing we have to point out that listen, a lot of football fans are like that, right? They will tap you on the head, oh, at least you attacked, but you lost 5 0 and you go home with zero with a negative goal difference. But, uh, oh, at least you attacked, you know, tap them on the head. Than the one who got a point, you know, and then didn't get didn't get get trounced. I, I just find it weird. I will retreat this again. There is no true way to play football. There's only one way, and the ball, the aim of football is to put the ball to the back of the net. How you do it is up to you. You know, there's no one way. I appreciate yourself football. And this one thing again, I want to point out. I don't think I think I think that a lot of football fans in general are not really, a lot of them are just probably football hipsters. In my opinion, I think a lot of the majority are just football hipsters. They just want to see goals. They want to see a style of play. And a lot of these things, this um, narrative, I think it's being pushed by, it's being aided by the media. I think the media in general, they have ensured that, you know, a lot of people really believe this because it's, it's down to PR, right? And for me, I think it's, it's not really cool. That's, and I probably think it's not really cool. Yeah, but that's, that's just my own take. My main ranting for this long is it gonna change? Also, it's not gonna change position because some people just want to see goals, and they're not seeing goals. Like me, I I would happily watch a new new game, right? Even if it looks, I'm trying to. There are things I'm watching out for. I'm looking out for because I really love football. I love the game, and I really like to see other style of play. If you, if you complain about a team not rolling over for you, maybe you should complain about your manager for not having the answers to a team because everybody's gonna step up to to nullify your threats. It's that simple. This is what it is. Anyways, that's all the end of today's episode. Um, thank you guys for listening to me waffle for almost 40 minutes. I appreciate you guys. And thank you very much again for supporting me from day one. I really appreciate it. Take care. Have a nice week. Bye. And hopefully, the National Derby will, get, will win by the time I return on Thursday. Friday, rather, because it's going to happen on Thursday. I'm going to return on Friday. Hopefully, we win the National Derby on Friday. And hopefully, I'm here happy, joy, filled with joy. Anyways, <laughs> take care. Bye.